one. Hey guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues. They pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league setting. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app for fantasy football this season. Head to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Michael Jordans of Fantasy Football Podcast. Yes, indeed, that is Christian Brito's voice talking to you right now. I am this back. This is Dale DeBond with Christian Brito. Holy fuck. <laughs> you never... no, it's, just, it's just me, guys. It's just Armando. Didn't mean to trick you. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm not going to be able to take this for 45 minutes. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't pull out my Dale again. And also joining me is Armando Crespo. What is up, Armando? What's up, man? It's been a long time since I've heard your beautiful fo- voice. I know, I know. I actually, uh, I got a couple of uh, where the hell are you's. I got a 5 a.m. phone call from Carl on yeah. a Sunday. I got one from Carl too. He's like, Armando, I need. We need you. You're the only one who can make this shit happen again. Please. I'm like, all right, Carl. I'm, I'm going to make this happen for you, man. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we're back. Uh, the reason I said MJ is because we left. You thought we were gone, maybe. Thought we were going to do something else, but we're back. We apologize for missing a few shows. Maybe eventually I'll tell you what happened on my end. Armando almost died, but he recorded actually uh, mm-hmm. a couple times last week. Uh, Dale, I don't know where Dale is. He's somewhere. We don't care. He makes up excuses. No one. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, so well, you want to just back? We're, yeah, we're here. Back. We're gonna do the waiver wire episode. We're gonna get right back into the news. And like MJ, man, we just switched numbers. That's it. We just went from the twenty-three to the forty-five. Was that what he played when he was a? Uh, was yeah, forty-five. Yeah, let's go. With so that. we're maybe, not as good as we used to be. But maybe he went thirty-two. That would make more sense. I think he was forty-five when he played in Washington. Ah, who the fuck cares? I'm not going to start looking that up. Jesus. Well, we for- should be looking. For, we should be the 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 baseball version of Michael Jordan. 
Yeah, but we don't do a baseball podcast. Oh, wait. No, I, but the, just the version of him. We don't have to be that. Oh, okay. So we suck? But on the inside, we're really good at other stuff, you know, like basketball. or Damn sure or, aren't good at uh, owning teams. No, that's your ass. Are hey, you talking about... Hey. What? Oh, hey. sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm going to... Well, <laughs> except for the league that I forgot to set my lineup, I still might pull that one out if I get the 10 points from my kicker. But I'm going to win in every single league this week. Can I just say something, Brito? Our writers do really good at fantasy, and all the leagues I'm with the writers are doing really well. And all the leagues that you guys are in, you're not doing really well. So that should tell you, you guys should be reading our articles, not listening to the podcast. That's is that, is that mean? Is that mean? It's probably fair. They know what they're doing, man. They know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Clayton, who writes our waiver wire article, he's fucking dominating in every league I'm in with him. Like, like legit highest points, best record. It's really annoying. Yeah, he wiped the floor with me in uh, Dynasty last week. But I wiped the floor with Steven this week, so I don't know what you're talking about. It was your first win, Brito. No, it wasn't. I'm two and three. <laughs> oh, all right. Fair enough. All right. I, won't, I won't talk too much shit. I'm just... I'm doing right. okay in that league. Yeah. Right? I had a rough week in that league. I just I drafted Odell Beckham as my first round pick. Finally did some stuff for me this week. Uh, yeah, he bailed me out in one league. Um, I want to just jump into this thing because there's a lot of news to talk about. Oh, Dynasty, Dynasty League. My, I had I traded for two first round picks, and my two first round picks were Le'Veon Bell and Odell Beckham. That's why. Oh. I'm, that's why I'm two and three in that league. That's awful. Hey, I've made some trades. I traded uh, Lev Bell, and I basically traded him for Kareem Hunt and a third next year. That's not so bad. I think I did pretty okay, and then. Well- um. What do you think about the trade I made? I got rid of Antonio Brown and I got Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry in a first for next I year. Think, I don't think you got nearly enough. You were offering me Howard and Marvin Jones, and that's not as good as what I got from. I think Howard and Marvin Jones is a better trade, but then again, Marvin Jones stock is uh, just plummeting plummeted <laughs> over the last few weeks. So yeah. Um, so let's go straight into news real quick. Um, the biggest news that just came out is JHI has headed to IR. Um, we'll get more into who to pick up. Um, but right now, just off the top of my head, I'm leaning, um, Smallwood cause you guys look the best. Uh, what about you, Brito? Um, I, it would be Smallwood for the temporary and long-term, uh, Clement. I'm pretty sure this is the last time we'll see JHI as, uh, Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, he's as a contract here and he's out the door, I think. It's safe That's to say. Fair. Yeah. I would also like to mention I would not be surprised if the Eagles sign someone to compete for that uh, spot, but I, I do think that in a couple weeks, Clement will be back healthy and it'll be his job. But if you're looking for somebody for right, right now, then Smallwood might be the guy. Uh, there is a rookie they have on their practice squad. They they uh, they've been activating every time someone's out, and he's been um, they like him a lot over there. So that's someone to keep track of um, as he progresses. Um, but yeah, we'll continue with that. Um, so Brita is going to be out week six. Did I say that right, Matt Brita? Matt Brita. Matt Brita. No, yeah, Brita's right. Yep. Um, I don't know. My thoughts on this are when he plays, trade him away. But right, I I don't want him on roster. He's constantly getting injured, and you can't trust him moving forward. 
Yeah, I mean, he looks good when he's out there. He just he's too small to stay healthy in a heavy workload scenario. Um, and then Alf just isn't as good. But if Alf is going to get all the work, you kind of like him a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely worth starting this week. Um, they have Raheem Morset, and they also have uh, some on their practice squad and Kyle Jasuski. Um, so there's a couple guys that might move up the pecking order as the season progresses. Um, but I think for the short term, Alpha Morse is definitely the guy to have beyond that. I think it's just a toss up between Raheem and, you know, Kyle and the rookie they have on the roster. Um, in, I'd say getting three quarters of the work. I mean, he, Rita left when in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, after that, Alfred Morris got. 18 carries and five targets. If you're going to get 23 opportunities to touch the ball, uh, that's going to be good. I think you're, but at the end of the day, it's going to look like, I don't know, 10 points, 11 points in standard. I think they'll adjust. I don't think it's going to be that one-sided with Brita out. I think they're going to adjust and get Kyle more involved. I mean, Kyle had what? He had seven targets. So in PPR, Kyle's probably the better play now that Breed is going to be out. Can you try to say Yushchek? I I think that's how you say it. Yushchek. I have no idea. Jizuki. Jizuki. The guy. The guy with the bunch of fucking weird letters in his name. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle. I'm going to call. I'm going to call him KJ. No one goes by KJ. Kyle is okay. It's just I was worried people wouldn't know who Kyle is. Um. Moving on to. We have two tight ends coming back this week. There's a good chance. We have Greg Olson possibly coming back week six, and we also have uh, Evan Ingram probably coming back. So if you've been holding on to him, I think that's good news. Um, But I think the guy to start over both of those is Cameron Brayton, just throwing that out there now. I think he's still a better tight end with uh, O.J. Howard being out. Um, Sure. I mean, I I think I would play Evan Ingram above, but um, maybe that's just – based on talent and not necessarily opportunity. Um, but I think you'll you'll be fine with both. Yeah. Um, Kendall Wright has signed with the Cardinals. I don't think That's that means anything. At all. No? Okay. Um, if Le'Veon Bell is with the Steelers week seven, they're going to go running back by committee. How uh, does that – For a week, maybe. Do you think they, they just phase out Connor altogether, even though he's been – Completely, yeah. This has always been the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' mo is to give one running back ninety plus percent of the carries every week. So I think there might be a week where they split carries. Then by split carries, I'm thinking more Connor than Bell, and then after that, it's the Bell show again. I don't disagree with you. I think Connor will still have value for the first two or three weeks after, but I think they'll probably phase him out. I think he's going to end up getting traded. I mean, they're going to wait until the bye week. I think they're going to move him. Um, I think, I don't think this is the last time we'll see Connor as the RB one of that team. But if I, I do see him going a little longer than just one week with just, you know, splitting the work if they end up going that way. Um, I think that's all the big news, Brito. Is there anything else I might've missed? No, but we need to update our pictures on our website because, man, they are awful. Yeah. We, we got to do, you know, uh, the classic picture that Dale hates, like fantasy analysts holding football. Oh, we yeah. Gotta, we got to yeah. do some of those. Okay. That's Just a good idea. Our poses of ourselves holding footballs. 
Oh, a couple other pieces of news. I thought you said there was no more news. I was going to say ASJ, Austin Sperian Jenkins is going on IR. Devontae Parker is on the trading block, which I think is big news. And uh, Lamar Miller is probably going to play next week. So that's even though he was active, he should actually have a role next week. Does any of those spark any anything in you at all? Um, do you worry if you're a Lamar Miller owner? He was just the act. I mean, he was active and he, but he just didn't play obviously because he was hurt. Yo, I just traded Lamar Miller away last week for a pretty much a high end defense for next year. That's what I think about Lamar <laughs> Miller. Okay, Let, let's be real. I think Lamar Miller is the best days are behind him. Um, I think Alfred Blue is going to get more than 50% of the work next week. And then moving forward, Deontay Foreman should chop into that, if not take the role completely away. I mean, they think highly of him, and so they they put on pop, get him ready for the rest of the season. So I think it it's is a, Foreman's job. Yeah, it's a good time to maybe try to trade for Foreman um, in a dynasty league or a keeper league. Yeah, I grabbed him in ours last week, so I am ecstatic. And I own him in our SFB league, and I've been holding on to him all season. Okay. Um, all right, that does it for the news. You want to jump into the waiver wire? Let's jump into the waiver wire. So, do we have a, a song for this, or we don't do really do music anymore? I don't know, man. Dale can add something if he wants. He's not jumping, going to. But can we can we sing a song? Jumping into the waiver wire. That's good. Waiver wire week six brought to you by Clayton Cadu. Follow him at. Clayton Cadu, or no, Cadu Clayton. Cadukes. I love that shit. Nobody knows how to spell your name, man. <laughs> Poor kid. He should change it. This is America. <laughs> yeah, but he's Canadian. Big CC. Big big Kaka. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to throw the names at you. Um, Jameis Winston is finally coming back to be the starter. Um, he's the first guy we have on our list. Um, who are you dropping for Jameis Winston if you own him in any? If you want, if you need a quarterback in any league, uh, Eli Manning. Uh huh. That's yeah. Case Keenum. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, do you think he's going to pick up the place where uh, Fitzpatrick left off? You think he's going to be like you know thirty point guy? No, or you think it's going to not going to be what Fitzpatrick was? But I think. Uh... This team does have an identity this year, which is we're going to throw the ball because we don't trust any of our running backs. And that's going to bode well for him in fantasy leagues. Um, And it's going to look okay. But I think you're getting a top 18 starter as a quarterback and you're getting him for free because nobody's even thinking about him. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, And I I think Ryan Tannehill is droppable right now because he goes against the Bears, but in the right matchup, like against the Lions or the New England Patriots when they're at home, I think he could be usable, but right now I think he is completely droppable. Um, next guy we're going to talk about is Baker Mayfield. He threw for 340 yards and one touchdown last week. Um, he's going to have way better matchups moving forward. I think he is like you know, a bi-week fill-in depending on matchups for sure. Okay. Um. This one's kind of do you feel like this maybe is hard to trust or well I don't look he got he has the Chargers, the Bucks and the Steelers 
none of those defenses right now scare you. I think the Chargers are going to improve, and I think the Steelers are going to be improve as well. But for the next three weeks, he's definitely like startable for the right matchups. Last two weeks, I mean, Baltimore's defense looked solid, and even then, 342 passing yards, 23 rushing yards, um, only the one touchdown. I think you worry about Cleveland maybe scoring, um, but he looks good. He looks I mean, like competent. Yeah. 295 yards the week before. Yeah. Um, and then when he led them to their first win with the, over the Jets on that Thursday night, 201 yards passing in just a half of football. So he does look very competent. I just worry that you're going to finally trust him and he's going to lay a dud because he's a rookie quarterback. But um, he's I got don't... all the weapons. He's got whatever he needs to be able to produce as a quarterback. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying start him week in and week out. Bench, you know, bench Jared Goff, bench Carson Wentz. But if they're on their bye, like they will be in the coming weeks, you know, I think he's definitely usable in that way. Nothing more, nothing less, as of right now. Okay. Um, so going into the running backs, we have Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement and Darren Sproles. All, who are you taking between those three right now um, to fill in the JJ role? Um, I personally, mm-hmm. uh, would probably take Clement because he was, he, he was questionable to play this week. I think he maybe misses one more week and he's the guy after that. Yeah. Um, even then, uh, maybe it's two weeks, but the thing is sometimes you're in a situation like I was for the first four weeks of the season, desperate for Mark Ingram to come back. Um, and you just need a guy for a couple weeks. That's a lot of times you just need a guy for a couple weeks. And if you can spend a quarter of your fab budget and and get that guy, if you can, can spend 30% of your fab budget, is it worth two potential wins? I mean, we've seen what guys like TJ Yeldon have done in a couple weeks when they've been given the full workload, right? Yeldon's been amazing. Can Wendell Smallwood be that? I, I don't quite think so. I don't think the orientation of the pa- of the pass run is quite there, but I think you're getting a serviceable starter in Smallwood for two weeks. I think you're getting a 10 to 12-point starter in a standard league. Um, so we saw him get 71 yards, a touchdown. Um, so I, I, I like him for a couple weeks. I don't think he's going to supplant completely Clement on the depth chart, but... Right. I can get a guy for a couple – like, that's that's great. Sometimes that's exactly what you need for your fantasy team. It just depends on how much you're willing to spend. I, I think you might go the other way on this. You think it might be Smallwood? I think it's Smallwood. Um, he has been the one performing as of late. Um, I think he's a safer okay. option, especially if you're the number one waiver wire. I think Wendell Smallwood has the most value. If you don't need a running back, you waiver him, you trade him. Um, Corey Clement, I mean, he was active. He didn't do anything. I mean, he's injured. So I think he's just – more of a long-term answer, but I think if you dig it even deeper, I think Josh Adams is probably the most interesting guy, especially in dynasty and keeper right. league format. Um, he is the youngest guy. He's on the practice squad. He was activated this week for, and he only had one carry, but in week three, he, when jo- when JJ was out, he had six carries for 30 yards. Um, so I think he's the most interesting if you're looking more of a long-term but I think right now Wendell Smallwood's probably the safer option, and then Corey Clement is probably you know you'll get some work out of him, you know 
in like three weeks when he's 100% healthy. But I think they'll lean on Smallwood a little more than some people might expect as of right now. For those of you wondering about the situation and just kind of looking at the depth chart, technically Darren Sproles is the first guy on the the depth chart after JHI. He's second on the list. Now that's because of his role. He's kind of that third down-ish back that kind of mixes it in. Very heavy in a pass-catching role. I don't think Darren Sproles' role changes one bit. No, he has. He's been. He's he's injured and hasn't really done anything since week one. So right now, Darren Sproles isn't even on the, isn't even questioned. Right. Like, don't don't get so, it. So, the next guy on the depth chart. So if we're gonna go by that, is Clement. Right. And then fourth on that list is two names combined: Smallwood and Josh Adams. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I can see Armando scenario happening. That's why it's maybe a little frustrating, um, especially if. Smallwood looks good over these next two weeks. So um, it's very possible that that's the right answer. Um, I just, in fantasy, I tend to try to think long-term, you know, what's going to benefit me season, uh, you know, week 10 through uh, 16. But sometimes you can't wait that long. Yeah, it all depends on your roster construction. If you're a set at running back, I think Josh Adams is a safer guy to grab. You know, don't even waste a waiver. Just grab him when the waiver is clear. Wendell Smallwood for trade bait, Clement for the midterm. Um, that's, you know, I don't know if that's too much detail. But uh, the next guy on our list is Deontay Foreman. Um, he hasn't been activated. He's on the pup list, but he's coming back from an Achilles injury. Um, Lamar Miller has been, what, inadequate, terrible, injured, pathetic? D- does all that sum up uh, Lamar Miller? Did I miss anything? Damn. Those are some harsh words. He's been... <laughs> Subpar. <laughs> subpar. He's been subpar. So, and Alpha Blue played la- um, on Sunday night. He looked good. But I think this is Deontay Foreman's job to have when he returns. Okay. Do you agree? I think it's this is another very good uh, perspective uh, pickup. Yes. I don't think he's going to have a lot of value right out the gate. But as the season progresses and people start getting banged up, I think Deontay Foreman is going to be really really nice let's talk about this next running back because i mm-hmm. think this one is uh an, a hugely interesting one go um mike davis yeah after he put up over 100 yards rushing two touchdowns 23 yards receiving in week four against arizona you just kind of assumed he's going to take a back seat because chris carson came back and Carson looked really good, but Mike Davis also looked really good. It seems like Seattle has finally, over the last couple of weeks, found their running game a little bit, and all they had to do was not fucking use Rashad Penny, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I guess is really frustrating as a Rashad. You know, if you're a Rashad Penny owner, um, but. It seems like they're going to continue for the next few weeks to roll with the combo of Davis. Well, Davis is the second guy, probably, with with Carson being the first guy. So I think Mike Davis is a a very interesting ad because even even though Carson looked great, um, he's still a little banged up, too. Right. Um, So he could miss another game at any time, and then you've got a great play in Mike Davis. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, I mean, for them to win games, they need to run the ball. I mean, yep. Chris Carson's getting 19 carries. Mike Davis is going to get 12. I think that Mike Davis is 
flex worthy and Chris Carson is going to be an RB2 moving forward. And Chris Carson does get is banged up and he will continue to get banged up. He, I don't think he can carry the load the entire season. So even if you don't need a running back now, Mike Davis could easily take the role as a full-time back, you know, in the near future. Right. So and even if he does even if he does nothing this week, the coming weeks, I think he's definitely worth holding on to cuz Rashad Penny has lost I don't know, his his glow, his grace. I don't know. What was I going to say? A, and not enough weight. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and that's coming from me. Um, and they play Oakland this week, so uh, I think that's a good uh, good add there. And Chris Carson, I, I'm looking at it from NFL. Um, this it might it might depend on your league, but he's he's owned in three percent of NFL leagues. He's owned, and yeah, I guess Yahoo leagues are better on their shit, or maybe they have more accurate reporting. He's only owned in 19% of Yahoo leagues. So he is super widely available, is Mike Davis. Yeah, I can see him slipping through the cracks, um, especially since, you know, he didn't go crazy on the ground. But I think that, you know, if he clears away your wire, he's definitely worth grabbing right away. He could totally be a guy that just completely clears your waivers or a guy that you you know if you're you need uh, running back that you might get if you're 10th on the waiver position you might very well get him yeah okay okay next guy uh clay and put this guy down um garrett blunt um Kyrion johnson did go down with an ankle injury he didn't return to the game um he says he's fine they are in a bye week this coming week so it's something to keep track of and if you are desperate for running back I think LeGarrette Blount will carry the load. Amir Abdullah is an afterthought at this point. Um, so, you know, LeGarrette Blunt and Theo Riddick will probably, you know, get a little more value moving forward if Kieran Johnson misses any time. Kieran's going to be fine. This is just one of those perspective ads, to you know, just in case he's not. Right. But Kieran's fine. And I think I, so, too. I, I wouldn't waste my time with no. uh, with Blunt. I don't think so, either. Unless Kieran Johnson goes on... Um, on IR, I don't think Blunt's going to have any value whatsoever. I think they'll just throw the ball a lot more if Kieran, if he's out for a week. Just a lot more. <laughs> and Theo Riddick will be involved. Um, so with Brita possibly missing next week, Raheem Morissette, um, I told him to add this guy. I feel like there's no way Alfred Morris carries the load. I think it's going to be Raheem. He's going to get involved somewhat as well. Even though he did fumble last week, I think he might have a little bit of value. Do you want to talk okay. a little about this? or? Um, I... I'm kind of on that it's going to be the Alf show, man. Yeah. And I, I really do think it's going to be the Alf show. The problem is I don't know if that's going to be good enough for fantasy owners, but I do think the opportunity will be there, if you get me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Alfred Morris is good enough for that opportunity to turn into something super valuable. You're just kind of hoping he gets into the end zone or – maybe um, does a little bit of what he's not used to, which is catch the ball, which he actually did a little bit of this past week. Yeah. Um, but I maybe know. more, I, I don't know much about Raheem Mostert's skill set in, ser- in terms of receiving, right? That might just all fall on the fullback. You sh- you sh- KJ. KJ. Kyle. Yeah. Just Kyle. Just Kyle. Um. That's so, up, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Uh, this is one of those long shot ads to me. If you're just in a super deep league and you need somebody to add, you know, available everywhere. I don't think you're going to find a league that he's not available unless you're in a 16-team dynasty uh, 
Who are we talking? Seven running back. Who are we talking about again? Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I don't think he's worth a waiver add. I think he's definitely worth an add if you're desperate for a running back and you miss out on someone like Alfred Morris. Spend a dollar. Yeah. Spend a dollar if you have Fab. Exactly. That's all. If he could do change, just throw throw a penny in there. You know, like point one, ten cents, nickel and dime it. Um, so uh, let's go on to wide receivers. I don't think there's. We have a couple guys on the list. I don't think any of them are must adds on the waiver wire. I think you could probably just save your waiver wire if you're looking for a wide receiver and just get him off. But the main guy is Robbie Anderson. He had three catches. I think he had five targets this week. He had 123 yards and two touchdowns. I mean. Don't expect that every week. He's just like he, um, Kenny Stills or any other deep threat. He'll he'll have great weeks and he'll have awful weeks. Um, if you throw him on your lineup, he might win you a week, but he will definitely lose you a week here and there. Do you agree? Yeah, this is going to be one of those scenarios where he, at the end of the year, will look like a decent wide receiver. But, man, two out of the three weeks, it's not going to be good. No. I so, mean, he's had two weeks. So He's only had two good weeks thus far his first week where he caught one catch for a touchdown and this week right exactly um it's not it's not trustable man three catches and two of them are touchdowns like i i can't trust it yeah the other guys he has on the list is uh muhammad sanu personally um i don't think he's worth adding at the moment i mean this is what he does he goes in and out game plays like he might be usable at one week but is, are you going to get lucky and start up that week? No. No. So don't. The the wide receiver waivers are much thinner this week. Um, yeah. But I do want to I do want to go down this list a little bit because I think there's a couple of interesting games coming up. Oh, yeah. These two guys are interesting. Go ahead and kick off from these. All right. So uh, a couple of guys. One guy that I think is just going to get better as the season goes along. I think he's going to have more and more impact as the season goes along. Let's remember he's still just a rookie, but wide receiver DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Four targets, 49 yards. They got him involved. He got 18 yards rushing. They tried to get him the ball a few times, and he looks like he's going to be the type of guy that gets more volume as the season goes along. Um, And he's available in Yahoo in over 80% of the leagues. Um, you could put a couple bucks on him in a fab, or um, you, he might clear your waivers in most leagues. So um, he's a guy that you could pick up pretty much for free, and I think end of season might have some value as a flex play. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Okay. Who's the next uh, guy? The next guy I want to talk about, uh, particularly because of uh, – and, and I want to talk about somebody that's not on here, by the way. Mm-hmm. that I think we need to address based on the production over the last few weeks, um, or basically on the production of the season so far, um, catching one touchdown in four out of five games so far this season um, and having at least 53 receiving yards in every single game. And that's Tyler Lockett. Bro, um, he's he's owning way too many leagues to be on the way. He wire. is. I, I understand that, but... I'm looking at a lot of leagues right now that I'm personally in. I'm looking at NFL owner percentage, ownership percentage, and he's available in 63% of leagues. That's a lot, actually. That's a lot. And I'm looking at some of my personal leagues. 
So I, I think this is just more, he's probably gone in a lot of more competitive leagues, but some guys are available in some leagues and some guys are not. But this is a guy, I think it's worth talking about a guy who's available in more than half of leagues. So maybe there's some dead leagues that I'm referencing. Maybe there's leagues that were drafted and not played out. But Tyler Lockett has looked consistently good this season. Um, never has been a huge play, right? But every single week you're getting 50, 60, 70 yards, and he's scoring more often than not. Uh, especially while Doug Baldwin doesn't look like himself, Tyler Lockett is is a guy. Um, one more guy who um, a lot of people dropped. He was drafted in a lot of leagues, but then he was dropped very widely is Jordy Nelson. Um, That's a good one. I'll give you props for that one. And so he started the season off rough, 23 yards, 30 yards. Since then, he's put up a touchdown in every game, with one of those games being a 173-yard receiving performance. So keep an eye out. It seems like he's a guy that Derek Carr really likes. So these are not as widely available as some of the guys that we're discussing on waivers. Some of the guys that we're discussing on waivers might be um, very widely available because a lot of people either dropped them or never drafted them, and that's why they're on our list because they're consistently available. But those are just a couple names that I wanted to mention because sometimes you're in a more shallow league or you're in a league that maybe somebody's not paying attention and you can scoop you know, a Tyler Lockett up. Yeah, no, I dropped Jordy one league. I was off his boat after the third week. I don't regret yep. it, but it's a PPR league, so I don't have as much interest in him. Um, but, yeah, no, he's been really good, especially recently. Um, the last talk about this last name, yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, we kind of agree and disagree on him right now. Um, I think out of the rookies, he's definitely the one to own. Um, right. He had seven I- receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. Go ahead. I think we came to a pretty good consensus because Armando, you and I were talking back and forth um, about his value because this whole week I was unsure whether or not to play him. And ultimately I sat him. I played Kenny Stills. That was a mistake. Um, But I guess the, the numbers said otherwise. However, I'm looking at it, right? 10 targets. If Cobb and Allison are both out for any extended amount of time, Valdez is going to be Valdez Scantling is going to be, uh, I think, exactly what you saw this week: seven yeah. receptions, sixty-eight yards, a touchdown. He looked good, and he almost caught another touchdown. He available in ninety-one percent of Yahoo leagues. Um, I think this is really going to come down to if Allison is out. Yeah. I think that's really the question on whether or not you can play MBS, which he needs to change that scantling to a P, and then we can call him MVP. MVP. Um, that would be good. Okay, that's good. Um, he's. I think he's the only rookie that has caught a ball in three games. I think uh, Brown didn't catch a ball, St. Brown, um, until this game. I think I agree with you. If I think he's a handcuff to Allison and Adams. If either one misses time, I think he's worth starting. Um, I don't think that, Cobb has that any value. That can't be right because of uh, Calvin Ridley. No, I'm just I meant on the on the Packers because they have they drafted three rookies. 
sorry. That's my bad. I misspoke. I'm just like the first person to come to my head. Is Kevin Rudd. Christian you Kirk. Caught, uh, caught, a ball, <laughs> caught a ball like over three weeks. Cons- I thought you meant like three weeks in a row or something. And I'm like, sorry. I, I misspoke. Yeah, He's the only yeah, I, Green I, I Bay rookie wide receiver that has caught a ball in three games. The other two have not besides um, St. Brown who caught one this week or two this week. Um but yeah, I think he's a handcuff to, to Devontae Adams and Allison. If either one misses time, they're definitely worth. He's definitely worth starting. Yeah. This is um, one of those few teams that I think you can handcuff the wide receivers. Yeah, I think Cobb's worth cutting at this point. Do you agree with that? I don't think he's I worth. Agree. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's worth much right now. No, I would rather have Scantling than Cobb. Oh yeah, the upside's tremendous. Cobb has no upside. He's he's dead weight at this point. Um, that's harsh, but truth. He's like Lamar Miller. Damn, Damn, son. Lamar Miller, I used to love that guy. Shit. Can we can we uh, actually, um, speaking of the Texans, because you mentioned this, and I, I want to take two seconds to talk about the Texans receivers. All obviously, three of them? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you are going to start DeAndre Hopkins every single week. And my assumption coming into this week was you could do the same thing with Will Fuller. However, Will Fuller was banged up this week. He was active, but he only had three targets. And Kuti, the rookie, Kiki Kuti, um, Kute, uh, I've heard that name pronounced like eight different ways. I don't know if I'm saying it. It's right. Kuti. Kiki Kuti. Whatever. Kuti. He, I got Kutis. Um, no, because I got all those shots when I was in elementary school. I can't possibly have Kutis. Um, wait, no. wait, wait. You got circle, circle, or dot, dot, dot? No, 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 both. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I have the cootie shot. Shit, I only got the dot, dot. That's why. Ooh, shit. Anyways, so the emergence of cootie, is that just because Fuller was banged up? Or is this a guy that maybe is... I mean, they ha- they play, they play different they play different positions on the Texans. If that makes sense, I mean they both play wide receiver, but Kiki is playing the slot. Fuller is a deep threat, um, and DeAndre Hopkins is, is a man. How often do you think he hears people say, "Do you love me"? Who? Kiki. I don't know. Where's this Kiki? Where's this? Is this a song? Do you love? Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck? You what's going on right now? He's freaking me out. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, dude. Oh my god, dude! Are you serious? Yeah. It by feelings by Drake. Look, I, I um. It's literally it literally became a trend where people were dancing outside of their cars while the vehicle was moving to this song. You don't know what the song is. I have no fucking idea. I've heard of uh, what is it? A fire, fire station when you stop at a red light and run around your car. Is that what it's called? By the way, uh, Mark Ingram has two touchdowns. I was gonna, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that. <laughs> I'm so happy he's back. Look, but that's not. I waited so long. Look, it has oh. 23 yards. He has not... 43 yards. Let's not forget that he receives, and it's and it's does. still the second quarter. Okay, I agree. 43 yards and two touchdowns. Please do not diminish that. I'm I so think, happy. I think uh, Alvin Kamara is back down to earth. He's just a running back, of what a mid range. He's still a mid-range RB1. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's but like... But he's not the second best running back in fantasy anymore. No, I think he's... I think pers- Personally, and this is why I ranked him at the start of the season, I think he's a low-end RB1. And I think 
without with, when Ingram is there, he's going to be that. And Ingram is. I think they're both low end RB ones, and if either one of them is out, then the remaining guy is the RB two in fantasy. Yes, one hundred percent agree. I don't think Ingram is. I'm not as high on Ingram this year as you are. I think what you're seeing these numbers, I think, is probably what you're going to get the rest of the season, minus the touchdowns. I think he's going to end up with like 50 yards and 30 yards receiving, give okay. or take. And you a touchdown here and there. Yeah, sure, you can have these two touchdowns, but I, I think he's more of like an eight-point guy, not counting the touchdowns. Okay, but there's uh... – There's a lot of touchdowns to be had on the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that's the thing. I think there's a lot of touchdowns to be had, and they're going to be very distributed between three guys. Four guys. Who's the fourth guy? Cameron Meredith. I want to talk about Can we talk about this before we go on tight ends? Fine. Let's talk about Cameron Meredith. Cameron Meredith has been pretty good since since he started playing for the Saints. You know, he was out the first couple weeks, but he's out-targeting Michael Thomas this game. But then we have to give Dale credit. Do you really want to give Dale credit? Wait, did he say something about Cameron Meredith? Yeah, he was on Cameron Meredith like Uh, all offseason. You know what? Guys, just go ahead and uh, pick up Traquan Smith. <laughs> Go ahead and pick up Ted Ginn. Yeah, don't. Uh, <laughs> even though he was inactive. Yeah, just don't even worry about Cameron Meredith. He's he, look. This is a thing. If Dale likes a player, he does bad. Like this, it's only gonna it's gonna be short lived. Very short lived. Trust me. Trust By me. the way, uh, my uh, my flag plant guys for the year mm-hmm. are all looking pretty good so far. God, I just shank that. My only guy that's doing good is Melvin Gordon. <laughs> One guy's uh I cut Robbie Henderson, the other guy was uh Tyrod Taylor lost his job. Oh well. Anyways. God, why do we gotta talk about this? Oh my god. Sorry. Yeah. Let's move on. Um so Okay, so Cameron uh, Meredith. Um oh, let me yes. gonna, you just sprung that on me. I I don't have any uh Anything on Meredith right now to talk about? Let me just um, uh, pull up his stats over the last. F- well, you pull it up real quick, and I'll talk about the tight ends that are um, on our waiver wire. So, like I mentioned before, ASJ receiving yards right now at the not even at the half yet. ASJ is on IR, guys. Pick up Niles Paul. He looked really good. He um, had nine targets for seven receptions and sixty-five yards. Um, this is a team that is kind of crumbling in front of us, but they have some decent matchups with the Texans and Eagles and Colts coming up. So if they're going to be tossing the ball a lot with Fournette out, I think Niles Paul is probably a low-end tight end one if you're desperate. Um, and just a speculative ad moving forward. Especially it's not with- a bad ad, especially, I mean, their tight end position is a hard one to figure out. And if you're going to have a guy that gets nine targets, like, pick him up. That's yeah. not going to... You know what I mean? Like seven catches uh, at the at the tight end position is yeah. But this team is so fluky. Like they, I mean, they throw the ball to someone different every week. Dante Moncrief was the hot stuff this week. Next week might be D.D. Westbrook or might be Keelan Cole. Can we talk about how good Travis Kelsey is? By the way, I'm so happy that I have him. Yeah, no, he's good. We don't need to talk. Everyone knows he's fucking elite. Three, three 100-yard games in his first five games. Can I just say I traded for him? I gave up Chris Hogan and Jimmy Grant for him. That's a good trade. Yeah. In a dynasty league. What the fuck was this guy thinking? Yeah, that's a good job. I hate you. <laughs> I just send shit, and sometimes it sticks. George Kittle, by the way, is a beast, too. I just want to throw that out there. Wait, aren't you sp- a- weren't you supposed to be talking about Karen Meredith, dude? What? 
Aren't we supposed to be talking about Cameron Meredith? Yeah, I know. I'm, I thought we already moved on to tight ends. Yeah, we did because you started talking about well, AMJ's I, well, replacement well, well, and Niles Ball. You, well, I was going to look for that. Dude, well, really, listen, man. I'm really out of practice. I haven't recorded a podcast in like two weeks. On top of that, I really honestly uh, should be taking medication for, for my attention deficit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a joke, um, but I don't. So I can't – I have a hard time staying on one subject, which is really good for a podcast. Yeah. Okay. I said you tell me about – I'll tell you guys about tight ends while you look up Cameron Meredith. Okay. I I did, and I actually closed it out by – Don't now. worry. I, I got some stuff I here. I was saying he has 53 receiving yards already, and they're not even at the half. Right. Like that's a good sign for weeks to come, especially like Ted Ginn's hurt. We don't know how long Ted Gidd's going to be out with a knee injury. Um, Cameron Meredith could be – I mean – He's a speculative ad. I don't think he's worth a waiver wire ad just yet, um, especially – he's probably – he was cut. Word, speculative so many times. That's the name of this episode, speculative, speculative. ads. I don't know why. Wire. It's just me. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's like instead of saying um, I'm saying speculative. 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 Oh, man, I have Namar Miller in our Dynasty League. I just looked at that. I'm sorry. I just talked some mad shit about him, too. Too honest. Too honest. Yeah, I I, I have Kareem Hunt and Jordan Howard and Alex Collins, though, so I'll be fine. Who was the other one? Kareem Hunt? Alex Collins you should be scared of. What's the other one? Uh, Jordan Howard. I'll be fine with Kareem Hunt and Jordan Howard. No, you're fine. there. Roll Uh, those out. No, I'm like three years from being having good running backs have carry on and Ronald Jones as my running backs and Kenyon Drake. It's it's rough. It's rough. Oh, did he just another touchdown for the saints? 26 to six right now. Jesus Christ. And it's still the second quarter. It's scored this time. Traquan Smith. Oh, look at that. Not Cameron Meredith. His name should be not Cameron Meredith. Not Cameron. Oh, maybe, maybe Traquan's worth the waiver wire ad two for two for 76. That's not bad. Did I drop him in Dynasty? No, I have him on my team. No, uh, he's on my team. That'd be a mistake. That would he's, be a mistake. It would be a mistake. Um, okay, our last tight end we needed to talk about was Ryan Griffin. Okay, go ahead. He had he went six for nine for sixty five yards against the Cowboys. Again, like we talked about, Niles Paul. If I mean that's pretty good for a tight end. And if you're desperate, um, if you ended up losing OJ and you need a fucking tight end this week, I think Ryan Griffin's a good filler. Uh, he got some Bill, Jags, and Dolphins moving forward. So, you know, based on matchups, he's worth adding. In Fab, I wouldn't waste more than a dollar, to be honest. Okay. Can I give you one more uh, speculative ad at the tight end position? Yeah. Second year, second year or third year? Third year tight end? Second year. He's on the IR. J- Jake Button? Don't. No. Uh, man, I should know this off the top of who, my head. Who I'm is it? For, who is Austin it? Austin Hooper. Is he in his third year? Yeah, I think he's in his fourth year, dude. Third year. I'm going to I'm gonna put money on third year. Okay. Do, I'm, do the Googling. research. Tell I'm me I'm right. right. He's third year. Austin Hooper. Third year. He was drafted in – he was born in 1994. He's 23, year, 23, 23 years old, drafted in 2016, round three. Boom. Pick third 81. Year. Awesome. So, third-year tight end, Austin Hooper, who had 12 targets on Sunday. 12 targets. Now, granted, the Steelers suck against tight ends. But guess what? Tampa Bay 
does too. Tampa Bay sucks against anybody catching the ball. So yeah. Austin Hooper next week. Put some money on that. Just fire up anyone that's wearing uh, an Atlanta Falcons jersey next week and is playing offense. It doesn't matter. Ito Smith, fire him up. Ito Seven Smith. You, you don't know who Ito Smith is? Yeah, he's a third string running back. He's the shit, dude. He's going to take the job from Devontae Freeman next year. Um, And Tevin Coleman's gone this year, too. So Oh, then he's taking the job from Tevin Coleman. Ito Smith looks awesome. Tevin Coleman is a super interesting dynasty guy because I think that wherever he goes, he's he has the opportunity to potentially be a top 12 back. Um, whoa, whoa, then, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses. He's like the Jarrett McKinnon. He, I mean, he could be good, but he could not be good. That's fair. By the way, I think just seeing how good Matt Breida has been and Matt Breida is nothing special, um, Jarek McKinnon was going to have a really good year. Jarek McKinnon is nothing special. He's nothing special, but he's better than Matt Breida. Oh, okay, I can't argue. I don't know. I, they're, they're both mediocre in my books. Watch Alfred. Alfred Morris is going to be the shit this now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> By the way, can we just – one more thing I want to talk about. Can we talk about how my boy has five touchdowns already this year? Who? Eric Ebron. He's your boy? You put him on your list? No, he wasn't on my list this well, he was on my list uh last year. Um and he sucked last year. <laughs> but he's consistently good this year, man. Five touchdowns already on the season. That's do you, some... do you think that's sustainable though? Like in real life, do you think like he could really continue to do that? Uh I think he ends the year with double digit touchdowns. Okay. He's not that far off from that. There you go. I think that's <laughs> that's all you can possibly ask for of him. He's t- he ends- he's tied in two right now. He's had I think I think he's really good trade bait. Like if you can do Eric Ebron and a good wide receiver for someone like Zach Ertz, I would do it. I think he finishes the year with seven hundred and fifty yards and ten touchdowns. And that's like tight that's end a lot, Brito. Tight end three. That's a lot. He had a he's good on, game. He got a good he's game on against the Pace right now for 816 yards and 16 touchdowns. So I'm saying he regresses a little bit. Obviously, I don't think this is as good as he is. But um, oh, Eric Ebron's a top five tight end. You think so? You rather have? Oh, so who are the top five guys right now? I guess he is. Fuck, he really is. You got Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz. He really is a top five tight end. <laughs> exactly. It's a sucky position, bro. I guess Joku, maybe, if you want to throw him in there as the season progresses. Uh, you got to put Kittle in there. Kittle, yeah. You got to put Kittle. And then I, I personally, uh, my list, if I had to draft tight ends right now, would be Kelsey, Gronk, Ertz. I think I'd rather have Ertz. Kittle. Rudolph, that would be the list. Oh, Rudolph, yeah, okay. I'd rather have Rudolph. I think Rudolph is going to turn it up with some touchdowns in these next few weeks. Only two touchdowns through five games, and he's still a top, what is he right now, or, uh, tight end six? He's tight end six right now. Uh, that guy is going to finish with with uh, with uh, at least eight touchdowns on the season. Um, Kyle Rudolph is going to turn it up in these next few weeks. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's going to. Put gonna... some money on that. Um, so wait, so if you're having him turn up, 
who's dropping out of the top five because you have Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, Gronk. Uh, Cook is definitely dropping out of the top five. That's not sustainable. That's think, 180 yards he had in week one. But he's been, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. What about the 110 yards he had week four? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, that guy's legit. No, he's not that. He's all right. He's he's a, he's like a mid-range tight end. One. He's a tight end one. He's a tight end one. Yeah, tight end. Mid-range, though. I would rather have the elites. He's a top. Okay, would, it, it's simple enough. Would you rather have Jared Cook or Kyle Rudolph for the rest of the season? Because I would rather have Kyle Rudolph. Oh, yeah, Kyle Rudolph, easy. I think and every- I would rather have Eric Ebron. Okay, hey, well, I don't even know why we're doing this. No one gives a fuck about tight ends. Who would but you rather no, have? A lot of people are struggling at tight end. I, I think we should go the other way. I think we should spend a little bit more time on tight end. All right, all right, all right. Let me let me leave this because I got some ideas here. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna skip on Kelsey Gronk, Kittle, Ebron because we kind of agree that he's just, that's gonna happen. Ertz, um, Jimmy. Then we have Jimmy Graham and Trey Burton. I think this is where Jared Cook kind of falls. Who would you rather have between these three guys? Trey Burton, Jimmy Graham, or Jared Cook? Um, and I'll see, that's where I that's the group where he belongs. Yeah. And I th- I think he's at the top end of that. Jared Cook is? Yeah. Uh he's gonna get some targets. I just don't think that offense is good enough, if you get me. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't think he's I don't think Jared Cook is the number three tight end at the end of the year, but he's definitely a solid top 10 guy. And right. I'd probably rather have him than Trey Burton just because that's another guy who, while I think he's a better uh, tight end, it's just that offense is just as bad. I, I know we saw that one week where they routed Tampa Bay, but man, Tampa Bay is the worst fucking team in football. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, this is my list. I think I'd rather have Trey Burton, then Jared Cook, and then Jimmy Graham. Defense, defense, and football. Because I think their offense is not that bad, Tampa Bay. <clears throat> oh, their offense is fucking great, dude. They're putting up a lot of points. Yeah, but their defense is horrendous. Um, out of the guys that are in the top 10 right now, I think Jesse James is definitely not even worth rostering. Um, Vance McDonald has proven that point. Um, do you agree with that? Um. I don't know about not rostering, but yeah, I think he's going to be left by the wayside for for the most part. Yeah, I I do think, like I mentioned before, Austin Hooper is a guy that's right. still widely available, and it shouldn't be. You get a lot of guys out there. You're struggling at the tight end position. I, I understand that you're not going to get super consistent points every week, but at least for the next week and, and when the matchups are favorable, Austin Hooper is a good add. Yeah. So. I agree with you on that. So we have, what, eight solid tight ends, and if you're in a 12-team league, you're, there's four guys that are going to be struggling. Um, where does Najaku stand for you after you know the guys? Do you think he lands in Tier 1, Tier 2? Dale's saying he's elite. I'm saying he's, he's probably – I think he's closer to like a high end of the Tier 2 for me with the upside. High end Tier 2. So that would put him with Jimmy Graham, Trey Burton, um, who was the other guy? Cooks. Hooper. Okay. Yeah, I think he's in that category. I think he's the most talented of that group. Yeah. Like, physical skill set. Um, and I think there's going to be games like this last game where he had 11 targets that he has the opportunity. But I I don't know that, that again, that offense is not good enough and that it, it it's not 
and there's too many. <laughs> funny enough, the offense is not good enough, and there's too many other weapons to feed. Right. No, I agree. So where does Evan Ingram and Jordan Reed fit into this picture? Yeah, so Jordan Reed is an interesting one because uh, he's putting up an absolute dud right now, but he's been decent so far this season, 48, 55, and 65 receiving yards. Um, but I think Evan Ingram is is another guy that belongs in that top 10, but we haven't seen it because he's been banged up. Yeah, he's had one good game so far. Yeah, well, he, yeah. he hasn't. He hasn't really played. Right, um, right. But, you know, Evan Ingram, I think, belongs in that group of where, let's look at the list again, where Jared Cook and Jimmy Graham are. I think he has like, the most upside out of everyone in that group. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he, he's available in, in some leagues right now. People have cut him because he has, I mean, when he did play, he was subpar. And then he got injured, and they needed to move on. So I think if he's available, I think he's definitely worth the waiver waiver wire. I'd rather have him versus anyone we've talked about besides Smallwood um, okay. on the waiver wire. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one more, mm-hmm. um, just because of what has happened with uh, Seattle's offense uh, in the last four weeks. But Nick Vanette with Disley going on to IR, mm-hmm. um, I think, and he had 43 receiving yards this past week. Played 50 of the 60 offensive snaps. Um, I think he might be a guy that's like next man up. And uh, we're, I'm obviously talking much deeper here, but I think there's an opportunity there. Uh, yeah, that's a very good speculative ad. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just fucking trolls, aren't we? Um, I think that's about it, man. Do you want to keep talking about tight ends? Because I got some more stuff to ask. We spend so much time on tight ends, but I think it's good because a lot of times I'm looking at leagues and I just don't know what to do. I'll give you one last speculative ad. Um, The question with Tyler Eifert being out was, is it going to be Kraft or is it going to be Ozuma? So far after one week. Kraft. So far after one week, though, Ozuma. Two catches, 43 yards. It did not look... It did not look great for either one. Three targets combined. But it was an odd game in Cincinnati this week against Miami um, with Cincinnati scoring two defensive touchdowns and coming back from 17 down. Um, So, yeah, scoring 27 unanswered points. So it was – obviously, I'm a a very angry Dolphins fan. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. Anyways – Okay, Azuma, here, here we go. Here, paste them two to one in targets. Here we go. That's let, all I'm gonna say. Let me just get into this real quick. Okay, I'm gonna take. I, can- ta- I don't want to talk about the Dolphins. No, I don't, I'm not gonna talk about the Dolphins. Don't worry, I'm not Thank gonna you. do that to you. I just don't want to do it. I, I, I oh, never mind. Okay, so I'm gonna take Karen Braid out of the equation. I'm gonna give you four guys. The two guys we talked about earlier were um, Niles Paul and Ryan Griffin. Then there's also Ricky Seals Jones, C.J. Uzma, and I would put. Jeff Swain. In I a, love hearing you say names that you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so can you rate those guys? I think I missed one more. And Je- I want to say Jeff Swain. So Swain, Uzuma, Ricky Seals, and then our two waiver wire ads. Can you okay. rank those for so me? So I want to say Swain is the ultimate if you just need five points. Yeah. If you just want to roll someone out. And you want to get five targets 
for 55 yards, which is exactly what you're going to get like he did against Houston. And once every five weeks he's going to score a touchdown, that's Jeff Swaim. Yeah. Um, what are the other options? Uh, Jeff Swaim, uh, Uzuma. Um, I, I, Uzuma, RSJ, Nasball. I'm trusting the tight end for Cincy until I see who's the better tight end. So can you rate them for me? Would you, who are these? Who are the five? Give me them in order. Okay, I'm going to write. Give me the list. Okay. RSJ. RSJ. CJ. Uzuma. 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 Jeff Swaim. Who's going to be third? He's going to be right in the middle no matter what. <laughs> Ryan Griffin. Okay. Niles Paul. Uh, and I'll, go Niles, Paul and I'll, throw, I'll throw Nick Vanette in there too because you mentioned him. I'll go Niles Paul first. Um, there was one name that I missed. Was it the the one right before him? Oh, um, Niles Paul and the other guy in our, our Ryan Griffin. Okay, Griffin. And right. Nick Vanette. Uh, Griffin. Um, I would put... Damn, Swaim is actually going to end up Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be high up there, isn't he? He's going to be second on that list, I think. I'm going to go Niles Paul, Swaim, Griffin, uh, Dude uh, Vanette, RSJ, Ozuma. Yeah, okay. Seals Jones has been, that whole offense has been, ugh. Yeah. I can't deal with it. And no catches. No catches this past week just makes it, me bit in the wind too. In the wind, can't, can't, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with a guy who's going to give me zero point zero. That's yeah. I guess Swaim. I'd rather have Swaim over him. All right. Yep. I so do. I would go Niles Paul, Swaim, uh, Vanette, RSJ, Ozuma. Yeah, I'll probably go Swaim. Oh, Ryan Griffin being uh, third or fourth on that list. I just, I don't, know, I don't know about this. This is really deep on tight end. We went too far. I think this is like, you know, this is if you're the 12th guy and you don't have anyone we've talked about at this point besides, you know, like if you're just a guy just going through tight ends week to week. Okay. But for this week, pick up Austin Hooper and OJ Howard. Yes. Not, I'm not, sorry, not OJ Howard, Cameron Merritt, Cameron Bray. Oh okay. my God. You guys know what I meant. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the brain farts it just had. <laughs> Kyle Bowler. Not that tight Kyle end, the Bowler. other tight end. But not Cam not that Cameron, the other Cameron. <laughs> TJ Hujimazada. All right. <laughs> just... All right, guys. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> oh, we have a special guest here with us. Hey guys, it's me, Dale. Should I should I read the ad in Dale's voice? I've been talking to you for an hour, man. Good night. Good night, everyone. Have a great night. Oh, and stay tuned for an ad. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy. Football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh-huh. Eat Sleep Fantasy.